On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about kings staying kings. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Throws. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Rodgers throwing another gem. Special teams needing Allstate because it's mayhem. If you still think Mahomes is MVP, check your brain stem because we wrapping up the North in Detroit like Eminem on the Pack It Up podcast. <laughs> nice, but this uh... is Ryan. joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey. Hello. Ryan, you were right. Detroit is not a place we <laughs> like to play. Nope. <laughs> but he's not right. We just played bad. It wasn't Detroit's. Doing. But they, we they, were. They, this always happens. That that game was closer than it should have been. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we were three points away from Detroit going eight games in a row against the Packers, being up at some point by double digits. Like it's it's just there's I, I should know by now to jump on to uh, some gambling site and just take the the Lions first quarter or like first drive touchdown like. They always look in the beginning like they are the greatest team on God's green earth, and then <laughs> it slowly comes back to normal. But I, I just, I just, I don't like them. <laughs> I just don't like playing it. I just, Divisional games always closer than you want them to be. Yeah, but happier news after this week. Rodgers is in first place of MVP voting, right? Like, oh this yeah, is, for sure. This is, Especially after just, those two picks. I thought you were just going to oh. start with NFC North champs. Goal number one accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, some way, if we beat Carolina and we beat the Bears, so wrapping up NFC play undefeated, it doesn't even matter if <laughs> Big Henry. Boy in Tennessee runs for a bajillion yards. It does not matter anymore. He will. Because we would have the first seed and a bye. So, and we're big Chiefs fan now against the Saints? Yeah. Huge yep, Chiefs. 100%. Good thing we have a friend. Yeah, Blaine, pull through. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Uh, somebody on our podcast correctly predicted the score. Absolutely correct. What would that be? <laughs> Who is that? 31-24. We did that thing again where um, six minutes left to go in the game. Defensively, we try to figure out a way to screw things up. Special teams, oh. I, I just... I just don't understand how Meninga has a job still. Like it's it's now every freaking week there is a ginormous play on a kickoff, on a punt return that onsides was ugly. Like I I don't keep know what else to say. We keep yep. bad teams in the game. Yeah, and that uh, that's what I'm most upset. Before we move on, that's what I'm most upset about this game is our is why Lafleur hasn't made a change either on defense or special teams, either one, especially special teams. He even caught, you're going to bring it up. I'm sure he caught it 
And that's why we kicked the 57-yard field goal because yes. we were about to punt it. Yeah, Meninga was going to punt. It's like, well, as a coach, why don't you ask your – how old is he? 36-year-old kicker that's been in the league forever. Seems like a pretty trustworthy guy to me. I met him once at a bar. Not a big deal. But <laughs> just look over across me and be like, can you make this? Like put it on him, and, and he's going to tell you yes or no. And he says yes. So we trot the kicker back out there when Meninga was just ready to punt it. That that would could have been the difference in the game. Like this game was too close to just give up three points like that. Yep. So yeah, once again, shout out to Mason Crosby. I, I mm-hmm. my trust Reach. level for extra points isn't there, but somehow he just keeps <laughs> cranking these fifty plus yards. It's unreal. And uh, I forget who it was. An old Packer uh, was posting about it, and I think we had brought it up on a previous episode. We're looking at thirty years, borderline straight of. Hall of Fame quarterback and unreal kickers between Longwell and Crosby. It's, it's, it's. I know we like to make fun of special teams and kickers, but to have a guy that you're like, yeah, he he'll crush it. Don't worry about it. Is it's just it's the best. And, and tackles and that kick return. <laughs> yes. If that was J.K. Scott, it's probably dancing in the end zone. <laughs> So let's break it down. We'll start with our offense, which is just when they're on, they're on. Aaron Rodgers is I, – I just – I don't know what else to say with him. Four total touchdowns, three through the air, one by legs. According to Ben Fennel, Aaron Rodgers inside the 30 this year, 32 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 128 in QB rating and at 74 completion percentage. That's unreal. Uh, and I want to shout out MVS, who we keep doubting him and he keeps getting better and more confident. Shout out to Adams, who's just monster mode. But let's start here in the backfield because there was a little heated argument during the game. How do we feel about this running game's performance? I mean, Overall, I'm disappointed in the running game's performance. Um, You could see out of the gate that they were trying to get Jamal Williams the ball more this week and see if we could just use his legs instead of Aaron Jones, maybe keep Aaron Jones fresh towards the going into the playoffs. But they switched that, you know, halfway through and Aaron Jones took over. He he ended up with, you know, 69 yards, 15 carries, so 4.6 average. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, but was it what I thought would happen? No, I thought we would destroy the in the run game um so i was a little surprised um but they did succeed in other areas so but the heated debate is whether we re-sign aaron jones that's the heated debate and i was all for it but you two are against it why well, why is let's that let's start with let's start with the news that got you a little emotional so aaron jones appears to have switched management or agent uh, and it's probably a sign that the contract negotiation is not going as he'd like right there, there's no signature you switch your agent, it probably means you're gonna you're gonna blame him, uh, which hopefully he's blaming his agent instead of the organization. That'd be awesome. But signs that maybe the Packers are hardballing him too and, and not willing to fork over top five money. So the debate then goes into is Aaron Jones worth top five money? And it's it's hard when you were watching that game when you put up 31 points and he he only touches the ball 15 times. Uh, let me let me correct that. 17, 17. 17 times with two catches. He's a great runner. Uh, he's invaluable in his pass, uh, pass blitz, blitz pickup scheme. Excuse me. He's invaluable in his blitz pickup scheme as well. And he, he's, he's 
just a fun runner to watch. He avoids the big hit, so hopefully he could have some longevity in his career. Is he worth big money? Yes. Can you afford to give him big money and and four or five year contract? I can't. I can't sign on to that right now. Yeah, I, I think it's just. I I it's tough. When I was watching the game, it seemed like Jamal was getting a ton of snaps. So it was interesting to see when everything kind of shook out that Jones had almost 30 more snaps than him. I would not have guessed it was that big of a uh, discrepancy. Jamal's a fun runner, uh, but as it's been brought up, he can't play like that forever without having an injury bug issue. So can you deal with a Dylan Jamal backfield? It's a little scary, but then you think, well, with Jamal, you get Lindsley or it's Jamal and Tanyan contract for the same amount as Jones. Like it's a matter of, do you take people that can do well uh, for one guy that I, I just to say, Hey, here's 12, $13 million. And he kind of disappears. Uh, for some games, it's just I don't know. It's a it's a weird scenario, especially that with this kind of offense that we play the hot hand. That if Adams is rolling, it's so hard to get the running game going. But I, I put that on it also that we have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we trust in him. You know, if he's having a year beyond belief, you know, why run the ball when he is doing no wrong? Well, um, that same argument could be used against you. We put but our money in the, the quarterback, so we can't the put thing, our money though, in the running So back. when Aaron Rodgers isn't working, Aaron Jones seems to pull something off. Um, where we have, how long were we looking True. for a running True. back before Aaron Jones? We were in desperate need of somebody hey, to do we had something. Travis Jervy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but now that we finally have it, I think we are taking for granted what we have, and I think. If he does go elsewhere, which I think he will, I don't think the Packers will resign him because, like you said, I I think he is going to ask for too much. Um, but it's going to hurt us. It will take a, our second best weapon away from us. Well, I, I want to give – oh, yeah. I don't I, disagree. It's a tough decision. Yeah, and the, the good thing is, I mean, either way, I think I'm happy to some extent. Do we get – Aaron Jones, who has the potential to be a top five back, back, awesome. If we are able to solidify one of the best centers in the game, one of the most up-and-coming tight ends in the game, like if we we spread the money around and and fill in these positions long-term, I love that too. It's just, it's so tough, and Mm -hmm. we've talked about it so often that Rodgers is a beast, and I fully expect three to five years more of him being able to do what he needs to do. But that's the window. Like that is your window. And so whether it's drafting free agents, whatever, man, we got to start making some serious runs and and be like some of these other teams in the league that go, all right, we're rolling the dice. We're going to push it. Here it is. Uh, It's a very, very interesting thing. And if Aaron Jones wasn't such a gosh darn good guy, it, you know, I probably <laughs> wouldn't be so heavy on him, but he is an amazing human too, not just a football player. And that's what I love on the Packers. You know, I don't want a yeah. hot head back there. I want somebody who actually cares. Um, and that's another reason why I just want to keep him in Green Bay. It'd be hard to see those two separated. Even they're such good yeah. friends. Yeah, yep. there, there's been a lot of cool uh, stories done on them as of late. But I mean, let's talk about what happened on the field. So Devonte Adams going off was just something I think you can call it every week right now. The guy's putting up. 
every argument possible to be, you know, the number one receiver on the year. Rodgers on his MVP campaign, and it's all going through Devontae. But I think I need, I, I think I owe an apology to Mr. MVS because for about six weeks I've been saying the guy cannot catch a ball if it requires an adjustment. And by golly, gosh darn it, the boy pulled in a back shoulder catch. Way to go, MVS. Oh, that in, felt good. in coverage. In coverage. Ooh, I didn't know he had it in him. That was a huge step. It, it's got to be huge for his confidence. I, I literally cannot think of the last time I saw him pulling a catch like that. And to pull it in for a touchdown was awesome. I think this is beautiful coaching by Lafleur. Uh, after that fiasco that he had where he had his two drops, he set him back and he took back uh, some of the responsibility and just started doing little little things where he would succeed. And then you see this game, he finally has confidence and is back to his normal self, uh, even better than his normal self. So, yeah, it, praise praise to Lafleur and MVS for getting his head back in it and hopefully this continues because that was fun to watch yeah yeah and he was six for six in catches all were first downs ex- with the exception of a touchdown that's any drew a good. big penalty to extend that drive yep. the mm-hmm. too, yeah. yep. and i wanted to bring this up as well packershistory.com on twitter compared jordy nelson and mvs i don't know if you guys saw this through 45 games jordy nelson has five more receptions than mvs but MVS has 400 more yards and three touchdowns. Whoa. So you heard it here first. Yeah. Nelson, <laughs> Nelson in his next 45 went for 30 touchdowns. So I'm telling you, if MVS the learns how to there, catch. But, hey, uh, on the coaching front, I really enjoyed, and it didn't pan out, but I really enjoyed the mentality right before the end of the first half. The Lions got goal-to-go situation, and the Packers start using the timeout with about a minute and a half, right? So they're saying that we've got the best quarterback in the league. He's on a bender this year. Just give us the ball back, right? Like we're conceding that you might get a field goal. You're probably going to get a touchdown, but just give us the ball back because we're going to squeeze out three points before halftime here. And now it didn't pan out. I understand that, but but just the mentality of loan of we've got the MVP quarterback, let's keep scoring – was so much fun to watch. I, I've seen so many coaches in that situation just be like, well, the, the rule book states that uh, if we just get into the second half here, it's like, no, get the ball back to Rodgers at any opportunity you can take. And, and my boy Tavon Austin. Oh, who, yeah, we can't forget him. <laughs> who, who said under two touches, but he's going to get them early? Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> He looked good. He looked he, 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 he got open. How about that? You know, uh, what is he, fourth or fifth? He's our fifth option at wide receiver now, and he got open. So uh, I'm happy. I want to spend one more second on Mr. Bobby Tanyan. Are, is it me being biased, or does every week he seem to be a little bit more like Kittle? Like, I know they trained oh, yeah. together, and it was yep. it was wrong to make the – but the things he's doing and the things he's picking up are very, very Kittle-like, and I am beyond excited to see the remainder of his growth. Yeah, yeah. and hit, go for it, Finn. There was a clip that hit Twitter today of him uh, blocking a DN before he went out for a route, and he pushed the DN into the defensive line, and he took out two other Lions players within one block. So one block took out three guys. And if, if you can't find a clip that's more Kittle-esque, of him doing that and then going out for a route. It was like, this guy is turning into something. 
Yeah, and how he feels the play and feels when he needs to leave and get open, I mean, it's perfect. And him and Rodgers are finally getting the timing down, which wasn't there at the beginning of the season. He should have, you know, at least three more touchdowns we know of. Um, so it's it's always fun to see these guys develop. Tanyan last year could not be – he couldn't pull this off last year. How he's reading defenses w- within seconds and then adjusting and doing uh, what's needed is so much fun to watch. And he beat Tavai for the touchdown. Yeah, he did. <laughs> One last note, it's our weekly reminder that our offensive line is just the greatest in football. One QB hit, that was it. Like, that was the only reason uh, or time that Rodgers— It was a good hit, and <laughs> Rodgers touching his hip, I was like, oh, oh no, oh, no, what's happening? But let's switch our attention to this defense, uh, which, man, I tell you, it's— <laughs> It has moments of brilliance, and then it has moments where you just scratch your head and you question everything. Gary uh, played real well again for the first half before they kind of held him back with injury. Uh, we we got to see big boy Lowry with the sack. I thought Kenny Clark probably played one of his better games this year. He was just he was just a monster, both chasing uh, and just kind of being a run stuffer. But what do we think about this defense's performance? This is the whole entire thing why I'm upset this week, even though we won and that we're 10-3 and three and won the NFC North. I don't think this defense is going to help us win in the playoffs. I think we lose because of our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yes, we're scoring, you know, on average 30 points or whatever a game, but... Once we get up to one of those other elite offenses, we gave up 24 to the Detroit Lions without mm-hmm. their star wide receiver. Like, you can't do that if you are going to be a Super Bowl team. Or you're just going to face the Buccaneer defense or the Saint defense on a good day and have one or two turnovers, and it's going to be enough that your defense can't stop anyone. They were undisciplined. I mean, 12 penalties, was it? Mm-hmm. You looked it up before. 12 penalties. Uh, we gave them the drive to get to 21 points to keep them in the game. Uh, the pass rush was great, but once this is this is weird to hear anyone say, but once Rashawn Gary was out uh, with Kiki and Clark on the inside combo was actually when we gave up a big Stafford scramble. The Chase Daniels a scramble for a touchdown that got called back was Kiki in there again. It wasn't as productive of a pass rush once Rashawn Gary was out. For for us to think of him as that critical of a player is is not good either. The the jumping off size is the thing that's bothering me. Like we've known we've got problems at certain positions, but now we're just completely undisciplined too. Yeah, and it's and it's your stars. It's it's not you know somebody coming off the bench. You know, Zadarius has had how many offside penalties this year? I mean that that should not be happening with your leader of the defense. Where are we at with, uh, Josh, you enjoy linebacker play the most. Where are we at with the Christian Kirksey experiment? Well, I mean, you could see it this week. He struggled again. Um, I, I, so did, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want Chris Barnes and, uh, Kamal Martin back in there and Kirksey rotating in. I, I just don't like how. He's reading it. He, he's slow getting to certain spots. He's bad in pass coverage lately. I, I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. 
if salary cap were not a thing, I think I miss Blake Martinez. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I would say it right now. I mean not for ten million, Damn. but I think if salary Damn. cap wasn't a thing, I'm like, ah he felt more reliable in the middle. Ugh. When Chris Ugh. Barnes is our best option <laughs> sometimes, it's just like, wait, what? Like, I mean, he's good, but he's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, go ahead. I just wonder if, like, the injuries uh, and the COVID, I mean, because Kamal Martin was playing pretty well and then kind of got banged up. Uh, I, everybody, I think that the biggest thing of this defense is everybody has moments. Like there is there's these in particular moments where you see it working and you go, this is how it should be. And then just like that, the very next game, it's completely different. Like Preston was a factor last week. Granted, I know we were playing Philadelphia, but I mean, they did beat the Saints, so maybe they aren't that bad. But <laughs> but, but then you, one game later and he disappears again. It's just it's it's just crazy Here's, to me that we can't have consistency except for maybe Amos for a chunk, Savage mm-hmm. for a chunk, yep. Jair for most season. It's just damn. There's the there's the positive spin. Amos and Savage are playing well, well enough on the back end, right? That they're not a liability. Jair is Jair. He's great. And uh, across the defensive front, you've got Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Zadarius, Kenny Clark playing true to the form we expect and Dean Lowry's had a couple nice games back to back so if you've got five guys up front Kiki maybe a bit of a pass rush threat uh, if you've got five guys up front coming into the playoffs and good enough on the back end can you hide like the Lions went after Kevin King can you hide Kevin King in a playoff game I think you can. Um, we're not doing it, and that's why I think our defense is struggling. I still think we have the talent to be an elite defense. Um, but they consistently are in the wrong spot. I watched so many top five, top 10 defenses this week just to see their game plans against teams. Corners were pressed or within three yards, I would say 90 to 95% of the time on any good defense. You watch the Packers play anybody, and we're lined up five plus yards regularly. I don't understand it. We have a good pass rush, so why not delay the quick routes by p- punching them on the line, um, especially with the tight end in this game? Um, but I, I'm over it. I'm over letting them get yards. I want to see, because we have talent at corner position. Yes, you need to help King over the top, but you're going to need to do that even if he's eight yards off. Um, so and, I just and, don't understand the game plan. And you want to know what it's going to look like when the right offense exposes this defense? The Lions just showed, in my opinion, some of the game plan. You you let the pass rush uh, get excited, right? The the offsides, we're coming for them. We're sending guys, and then you know that the back end is good, but they're playing loose. They hit us with that same bootleg action that we like to run. Hawkinson had a good day off of it, and then they threw a ton of screens. They're like, go ahead, Zadarius. Go ahead, Preston. Go ahead, Rashawn. Get jumpy. And then we're just going to drop it over your heads. Mm -hmm. They were running screens the entire first half and having a ton of success with it. People were saying we were playing too hesitant against the screen. I saw that that thought process. And I'm like, no, it's because we're playing too aggressive that they're calling the screen pass. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. And then you get us right into the weak spot of the defense, right? Our safeties are playing too far back. Our, our, Our corners really are the ones playing too far back. And the linebackers in pass coverage are the weak spot. So those are perfect 
play calls against our scheme. And we saw the Lions deploy it, and I won't be surprised to see it a lot more as we get towards the playoffs. Yeah, imagine playing Alvin Kamara again. That'll be fun. Uh, no, no, I'm so nervous about the Titans game. Or, hey, we don't even have to jump that far ahead. Christian McCaffrey looks like he's getting healthy. No, uh, why? <laughs> Take the year off. You're not making the playoffs. That's my only hope is uh, as we kind of shift to the week ahead, we get a nice Saturday night game in Lambeau. I I just hope currently Carolina is the worst team in the NFC. They've somehow found a way to be worse than the NFC East at four and nine. I just hope that they just shut it down. They're like, you know what? He is our guy. When he's healthy, he's unstoppable. Let's just let's just pack it up, guys. We don't we don't need to deal with this anymore because I I just worry. I yeah. worry about these next two games defensively and it's not yeah. gonna be remotely close. What what do you guys think about Zadarius coming up with a donut in this game? He drew a big holding call. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't believe – I mean, yes, most defenses are targeting him with double teams compared to the other others on our defensive line. But with him and Kenny Clark, I still can't believe that he comes up with a donut. Um, it, it just – it says it says a lot. It says a lot. It's obvious he's reliant on Rayshon Gary being on the other side. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, you know, I think it was a statistical fluke and – We've known he picks his spots, and the spots he picked this week weren't weren't the the game changers. But the hold was actually big. I mean, I say it in jest. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot to worry about about the defense. I, I think this podcast has been saying it for maybe two months now that it's it's going to cost us in the playoffs. And even with a one seed, love it. You know, I'll be cheering as hard as everyone else about getting to the Super Bowl. And gosh darn it, if we get there, we're going to win it all. But uh, if we lose, it's just going to be like, yeah, saw that happening. Yeah. So that'll do it for this episode. Again, congratulations to the Packers for owning the North again. We have won the North 11 times. Everybody else in the North has won it eight. So suck on that to all you haters out there that somehow <laughs> think it's your year because it's definitely not. And hopefully we can get a little magic going, get through these next couple of weeks Get that by and move on with life. But until then, we will catch you for the preview episode against the Carolina Panthers. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> <laughs>